Williams. Welcome back to the 4Jack Podcast, brought to you by our friends over at Jackson Labs. Back here after a busy weekend at the RBC Heritage. Uh, to be honest, just a wild weekend. Insane to watch. Yeah, Parksy's showing some pics. It looks good for me. But uh, before we even talk about that, before I even say hello to the fellas, uh, I want to go out and say first that Saturday, the Goat Track Social Club held a, an event out at the Broadmoor. Now... These boys went out and had this idea to make great apparel and create a community through golf. Yes, they held one at Eagle Rock and it was fantastic, but due to COVID, it wasn't quite the exact same thing that they wanted to achieve, but they did get that opportunity on Saturday at Broadmoor and they caught probably the best day of the year. They caught an ace. They had an unbelievable faci- or unbelievable group. Had a group of golf gals out there that could probably mop the floor of any of us. But besides all that, I just want to say kudos to Garrett Hadfield, Sean Hill, and our main man codes for putting on a phenomenal event. And it wasn't just the apparel and the the business that they've created. They created a golf community, not just for the Edmonton scene, but just for golf. And I thought it was fantastic. And congratulations to them. It was awesome. Woo! Yeah, big ups for those guys really growing the game, really supporting the Edmonton scene. I mean, it's it's long time coming. It's a needed thing, and obviously it's it's drawing some attention. So really good job, you guys. And you guys were out there too, so big round of applause for you guys. You guys put it out. Yeah, it was a great day. Like, honestly, didn't need to play, just needed to be there and just soak it all up because it was honestly, it was incredible. It was so much fun. But that voice you heard, Mr. Parkinson, uh, you're not in your usual spot. Uh, where are you camped out right now? No, I'm hiding in the hills this week. Uh, take some time off, building fences, wake surfing, wakeboarding, oh, chilling geez. at the cabin, just doing a little R and R. I'm itching to get over to Tobiano. It's like a 10 minute drive from here. So if I get my chores done tomorrow, I'm gonna try and sneak out there tomorrow afternoon, Ooh. or Wednesday night, men's night. Maybe that. Maybe I'll do Wednesday night, men's night on the way home to Vancouver. So either one, not that bad. Double. Beer. Anyway. Like Excited that. to be here. We have a really cool guest tonight. He kind of folds into what we've been doing with Theragun. He's got some really good stories from uh, a previous life that I was uh, a part of. So that well, it'll be interesting to dive into that. Totally. And uh, yeah, looking forward to the pod tonight, boys. Absolutely. And before we get over to our guest, we'll say hello, as always, to the man to the left, Tombo. Hey guys, uh, yeah, just excited to be here. It's been quite the hectic weekend. Yeah, the Go Track boys. Did a great job with that event out there at Broadmoor. Nice to get out there, take some photos. Got a couple gems. Um, even sneaking a quick emergency nine after was mm. a real good treat. Thanks, uh, Corey Strong, for that. Yeah, thank you again for Cor- to Corey Strong and the guys at the Broadmoor for yeah. hosting a great event. For that. Golf course is in unbelievable shape. Love it. And then, yeah, just might be getting a dog mm. pretty quick <laughs> here, actually. Um, Hazy Daisy. Hazy Daisy. She's a gem. Um, hopefully get her out there on the golf course before too long. We're going to start that movement. I love that. Well, before we get into our tour pod, we'll say hello to our guest today from Platform Sales Agency, Brady Stoddard. How are you? I'm great, guys. How are you doing? Good, buddy. 
giving you the applause. Sorry, there we, go. we, just, Thank you. we can't <laughs> let it happen without it. So, Brady, did you get to catch any of the golf this weekend? I did. I uh, it's one of the sports I like to watch. Um, interesting, you mentioned the go track because it's uh, it's some something I've been following, and I've got a friend who's trying to start something out similar, similar vibe um, in the Lower Mainland. So uh, I, I, I like to hear that the event was a success on Saturday because uh, it's uh, that sort of social golf is definitely my, up my alley now. Uh, played competitive for a long time, but uh, been sort of catching their vibe, and I, I didn't know you guys were involved with that, so that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty cool because one of the things that kind of just kept coming up is yeah, as people kind of like get older and your lives get a little more hectic, your golf buds may not necessarily get to come play golf with you. So they're really appreciating the opportunity to come make some new friends and with a lot of decent players, some people just out there having fun, but yeah, it's kind of a lot of people just, Hey man, real nice to meet you. I enjoy playing golf with you. And like the energy there is just real nice. That's cool. There was a group of girls out there, though. I got and there's just babes, say yeah, yeah for sure. Say. <laughs> but they were players, dude. Like it was shocking to watch them just rocket off every single tee, like, just hitting darts in. Like we're sitting on eight, and they we probably watched five groups come through. They were by far the best pars all around, but made it look so easy. Like it was a joke. I'm like, you guys are way better than any other group out here. Like, it was phenomenal to watch. But, yeah, awesome. awesome. Good event. Good times. So what happened this week, dog? There was a PGA Tour. Real nice event for the kid. Uh, Came back with a win. Uh, I didn't think it was going to happen. I thought most of my guys were going to miss the cut, to be honest. But uh, so, the rub of the total of rub of the green for this weekend. I mean, there's no wind. Weather was perfect. Oh, there's the only defense for that golf course is the wind and it did nothing. And these guys literally ate it up. I mean, what was their six 63s on Saturday? Yeah. Uh, six Dylan Fratelli with a 62 on Sunday, JT with a 63 and nearly 62 with that putt on 18. I mean, it was phenomenal to watch. These yeah, guys. it was insane. I'll give Brady a little insight. So usually Monday's our tour pod wrap up night. So we've okay. wanted to include you in this. We know you're a golfer. I'm mm-hmm. sure you'll have some comments to throw out there. I just got to start off by saying Tom absolutely smoked us this week with his picks. Got a couple of This is Could redemption that week. far off for me. And you, you didn't, he didn't even pick the winner, but he smoked us. So that's just to say all the scores were really low. I'll just rip through this really quick. Tom, minus 60 overall. So nice wow. pick. Oh, <laughs> haven't heard that in a while. Been a while since the winner's harp. 60. Yeah. Oh. Pays minus 42, Parks minus 41. Obviously, Pays, he picked a winner. Codes minus 36. That's like a warm bath and a shitty book. Um, yeah, going back and forth with Devin all day yesterday. Devin is a good friend of Abe Answers and uh, Dale Villalis. So, man, pulling for Abe. Just wanted to see him get that W. It would have been great. Would have had him and Dale on the pod tonight. Brady might have got the bump to say. I got bumped. <laughs> that would have been a fun one. It was wild to watch Abe answer throughout the weekend, like 16 out of 18 greens on Saturday and 18 for 18 on Sunday and doesn't win. Yeah, wow. it's insane. Yeah, I was hearing some stat that he's one of the only people to go into his Sunday and shoot a sub 65 round and actually not win the tournament. Yeah. Like crazy. It was nuts. Brady, what was your take? 
Well, I mean, speaking about answer, like even uh, Faldo, who's you know known for his ball striking, was was mentioning it like coming down the stretch. Um, it's funny how they had, the commentators were right on. Like the the lid came off for Webb Simpson, and he just started making putts. It was it was sort of unconscious coming in. And I hate um, Webb. I'm not. A, I was gonna. I, I was gonna make a shot at someone who picked Webb because I, I doubt know. I. I'm in a different pool with a a bunch of guys and you just have to pick one player and then you can't go back to them and Webb will still be on my bench. I, I won't pick them. So yeah, um, I feel you. Yeah. So a couple guys did and I was giving them the gears this morning. It's that hard not to take him though right now. Cause if you look at him in the last little bit, even going back into late 2019, I mean, he's probably the hottest guy in the world. He's now moved up to number five in the world. Yeah, I know the, the jungle bird's still out there, man, but like, it's unbelievable. Like the guy just keeps producing. Now, two-time winner this season at big events in big fields. It's not like he's picking up like the off-field events. I mean, he's winning with big guys in the field. Usually my comment or usually my argument with you is Webb always seems to be the guy that gets everything handed to him. Like he comes in and it's not like he's running away with it. He's getting the tournament handed to him. Somebody folds. Somebody makes bogeys coming in. All of a sudden it's Webb Simpson wins. Yay. He played his dick off this week. all Webb. Are you talking yeah. about the U.S. Open there, Parksy? Well, I mean, been referring to that, yeah. <laughs> that's so eye-opening how that was seven years ago. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's how, like it didn't seem like it was that long ago for him to win his first major. He hasn't won the one since, but um, he was impressive though all weekend for sure. Yeah, he had absolutely. some fairly lucky bounces though as well. I mean, he caught that yeah. tree twice on that one hole, and the one just kicked right back to like twenty feet, and it's like. Are you kidding me? Like, that's a bounce for a winner. I guess one honorable mention we have to make, and Tom, you kind of referenced this earlier, Bernhard Longer. Yeah. I think he's like 107 years old. He's the oldest PGA Tour player, PGA Tour Champions player, to make the cut in a PGA Tour event. Um, and shoot under par all four rounds. Yeah, like he's been around since people's last names used to include Osaurus. So, like, that's from way back in the day. Sorry, that was a bad joke. Anyway, that's insane. Like, he is a machine. Obviously, I think he had three or four three putts over the weekend, and it kind of wasn't uh, – he wasn't up to snuff with his putting, and that's usually it's one of his crutches. But uh, finished at minus eight. So, I mean, that's kudos, man. He is an absolute machine. Yeah. I think it was a really fun course just to watch these guys tear it up, though, as well. Like, it kind of just – it elevated everyone because it was like, okay – I mean, that early round goes out on Sunday. Fratelli just fires, like, at every pin. Put on ball-striking clinic. Our 62 makes it look so easy. And then it's like, okay, sure, it's there. And everybody stepped up. I mean, Brooks looked dangerous. Bryson was playing well. But, I mean, Bryson didn't even hit the driver, like, yeah. almost all week. Can't. He couldn't there. Too long. Yeah. I mean, Justin Rose said he was playing with them on, what was it, Sunday or Saturday. And he said he hit one but as good as you possibly could have hit it. And he was 30 yards behind. And he's like, man, I don't know what you do with this guy. Like, he's a freak. Yeah. Brady, what's your take on this? Is it time to hit the gym, get on the juice? I was oh. uh, I was at the gym today, actually. <laughs> See, there you um, go. The DeChambeau it's, program. It's impressive. I, I mean, I think that he's a specimen, just period, like just the way he thinks. But, um, I mean, you, you got to have the flexibility with that sort of, like, beefing up and – I mean, so far, it seemed to be working for him. You know what I mean? It's incredible how far, like I'm looking at, like just um, 
you know, social media blurb on his yardages and he's hitting his eight iron stock is 190. Yeah. Like, I, I saw a highlight on the weekend. <laughs> he had 260 or 265 flagged a four iron. Yeah. No wind, dead calm, absolutely like hit it to 12 feet, but 265 four iron? Excuse yeah. me? Well, he was hitting his three wood over well over three, 305. That's yeah. insane, man. Yeah. How do you compete with a guy like that? He's he's hitting it 360, 370 off the tee. Like, that's not <laughs> how's that fun? No, you just got to try uh, and get it in his head on the greens, right? I guess that's it. But that's your only if chance. you look at any of the top players like DJ, Rory, Brooks, I mean, those guys hammer it. Like, yeah, they bomb it. They all bomb it. And and Phil's Phil's in there at 50, but like and that's a it's the way the game's sort of gone, right? So yeah, exactly. I mean, you can see these older courses now. And it, it, that's what makes this like return to golf quite interesting now that like so many guys are playing these events that they don't normally play, and you're seeing like the elite guys start bombing it over these old tracks. And it's like, oh, right. I, I guess you can do that. Like, I mean, the way that Bryson literally obliterated Colonial off the tee. I mean, it was gross. Like, I didn't even know those lines it, existed. This is kind of something I wanted to get into. And just, yeah, because this tournament normally follows Augusta. Yeah. Right. And then obviously Augusta gets everyone. And this one kind of gets people. But some of the major guys may take a break because they're just They've been preparing for Augusta, and now they're like, okay, I'm done. Was it awesome to see this kind of field out there just going ham, hitting at everything, making birdies on a calm day? Was that what the golf world needed? Yeah. Yeah, I why not? So. I, I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Brady, what's your take? Well, I I love it just having it back, period. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So um, it's, it's – it's, I mean, it's great to see that many great players play um, – in South Carolina, obviously the course is usually a lot firmer when they normally play it, so that really opened it up. I mean, uh, he he beat a Webb beat a scoring record by a couple of strokes that have been been there for eleven or twelve years as well, right? So um, it's just nice to see golf back. Period. You know what I mean? Like really, like this is what we're talking about. It's the only sport that's happening right now, so it's nice to it for it to really be showcased right now, especially with like this whole quote-unquote golf boom going on you're getting to watch something like that too like guys that are just entering the game because the only thing they can do right now and then they're watching these guys just tear up these tracks like it's kind of nice to watch that like the average the below average golfer is not going to enjoy an event that finishes at five under or where par is a good score they want to see birdies and they want to see bombs so like this is perfect for this like i said quote-unquote golf boom yeah I think another thing we got to touch on too is not only the PJ Tour this week, but the uh, Corn Ferry Tour, the King and Bear Classic at World Golf Village. Uh, Chris Kirk comes through with a W. So, a guy that stepped away from the PJ Tour, went through rehab for alcohol, was obviously thinking about quitting at some point, not even returning to golf, and comes back with a W. So, that, that's sort of an inspirational story. I think that's important to touch on. Hell yeah. I think he needs a little more credit as well because it's something that they don't want to talk about. You know, they just refer to it as, as alcoholism where he was facing depression. I, you know, when you watch the broadcast, they never want to actually talk about that. Uh, they, you know, they dance around that word so often. It's always mental this, mental that. It's like, this is a pinpointed problem. And he decided this is not how I'm going to deal with things like playing on the tour and I'm going to fix this in my own little way. And he comes back, wins, and... I mean, it's really a storybook ending for him right now. Absolutely. 
Speaking Storybook of, return. Speaking of things people don't want to talk about, how about our man Nick Watney and his unfortunate... Dun, dun, dun. What about what Sergio said? Right, he's been What about what Justin flat. Thomas said, too? Yeah. I didn't hear it either. Not good. I, actually, I think Sergio and Nick Watney flew over to... They flew together. Uh, yeah, oh. Harbortown on a private jet, so yeah. that's a little dicey. Wow. Well, JT's comments were kind of taken out of context because he was talking... He's like, oh, you know, they're not staying in the bubble. It's like, well, they are, but like in their own little confines. And he was also referring to the amount of people that were there in Harbortown. Like he was like, dude, he couldn't believe how many people were actually on vacation. Like not just golfers, like the PGA guys. Like there's a ton of people out there. Yeah, because there's a PGA tour event. You saw those people hiding behind the fence still watching, <laughs> right? Like they're but animals. It's also like a huge timeshare area. So okay. it's like a lot of these people, it's like, oh, it's my week. Yeah. I'm going. Yeah. Like. Screw it. I can drive there. Yeah, the RBC heritage is going on and nobody's <laughs> going to be there so I can go hang outside the fence. Brady, what's your take right now? Even out doing your regular role, platform sales. I mean, you're out seeing some golf courses. You're out in the yeah. public. What, what's your take on it? What do you well, see? I'm barely out there, to be honest with you. Um, I've had um, most of my private courses in the lower mainland are still member only. Um, I had a couple events that were planned over the last week that were canceled just based on, you know, the courses are busy. Like they just not really keen on seeing people yet. Um, the Island is even a, a different story where they're even more conservative. Uh, the Valley where I sort of ended up after my dad's last move, uh, we were in the military is uh, Chilliwack is a little bit, uh, wild west. So they, where they <laughs> some places didn't close. Um, but they were sort of setting a precedent for, you know, this whole social distancing that golf can be done. And, um, so with that said, I mean, um, like the U S in general is, is just, uh, it's a, it's an interesting television show to watch. I have some really close friends like that, like Houston that. And, and Atlanta that I'm, I'm concerned. I've got lots of American friends, um, that sort of have similar views as me and it doesn't matter about my views, but they're still like, they're sort of failing in comparison to how um, other countries are handling. I think that uh, Canada is doing a, a great job on um, keeping the numbers low. Like, you know, we're, we're in a good spot in BC. I see the numbers are low in Alberta, and, um, you know, even in Ontario, which are heavily heavier populated areas too. And I think the U S is, I mean, they're talk second wave, this, that, and the other, but like, I'm, I watch it still kind of closely and there's still over 30,000 people infected a day. And it's like, you know, I, I'd be nervous, like you, like they want this, all the sports to come back, but I'd still be nervous too. Like, I mean, even with the NHL, there was 11 guys that tested positive for COVID. So um, there's a lot of people that don't take it serious, which is fine. I mean, everyone is entitled to their own sort of beliefs or opinions on it, but I, I did. I we I was with my kids for six weeks straight at home. Um, mm -hmm. My wife worked, and I just worked around her schedule. So, um, you know, every it's different for everybody. Zigging while she's zagging. Yeah. Well, she she moved her office home, so now I I share an office with my wife. But she's actually started to go back to work this week, uh, just one day a week. But um, it's still not out of the woodwork yet. You know what I mean? So, how has that been? Yeah, like just witnessing your wife in action, right? Like I live with my girlfriend and we're working out of a one bedroom apartment. And like, it's really kind of made me appreciate what she does just on a daily basis. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, Whoa, like you're grinding all the time. And like, now I know what you're doing when you're at the office. It's pretty cool to watch. 
Well, she's a designer. She's an interior designer. She works for a small firm, but they laid everyone off except for her. But she just come back from from mat leave. But uh, she, I, we did a, a huge redesign on our house. Took some walls out. It was amazing. She's like very skilled at what she does. I and just it's actually interesting to see the the day to day because um, there's interaction with contractors and this that and the other and. Um, yeah, I, I'm the loud person. So anytime my phone rings, I sit up, I go out the door, um, have my conversation in the front living room. So I, I usually, so that usually happens enough times a day, but we've been like full bore our agency since sort of like the beginning of May. Um, and we, we have a lot of different brands. Um, and obviously this is, might be a segue into Theragun, but like we sell carts too. And uh, we work with click gear and the carts were just like toilet paper. They still are like we're, I'm still selling carts that aren't available until August 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are like, well, we'll, we'll still need them. And it's been incredible with that. Um, you know, um, footwear has been pretty strong, obviously balls and gloves, but it's just a, it's a great time. I think for golf, because, um, there's a lot of like, I have friends who are head pros, my buddy at the sunshine coast. He's like, all the spring ball guys, all the spring hockey kids, all the lacrosse kids or whatever sport, they're all at the golf course right now. Mm-hmm. So um, another course out the valley where I know the head pro, it's a nine hole. It's a, it's a beautiful course in Mission. They were members only. So their membership went like this, you know. So there's lots of like stories that are um, great for golf and probably numbers that, that these courses will never see. And it's not just these public courses, like talking to the head pro at Shaughnessy, Ashley Zibrick she's like they surpassed their most rounds by like 900 and that's with no guest play so there's nothing to do people are going to golf and it's you know at point gray the men's night's 270 or something like that like i don't think women are showing up on wednesdays anymore it's it's insane it's like it's not a bad place to, to be at the golf course so i guess it's kind of a testament chris to what you were saying earlier that you know it's like everybody is just like turning to golf right now and it seems to be the hot sport it seems to be the hot outlet if it's not a social event it's an opportunity to get out and play with your kids maybe a family outing or just with the buddies whatever it is but it's, it's just a way to get out and be active whereas everything else is kind of shut down yeah i was out at the quarry the other day on thursday we went out and i was talking to the boys in the shop and they had four or five straight days over 470 players. I mean, oh, they have 27. Shit. Is that players. a 36 hole facility? 27. Oh, but so like, um, you're still like, they had a couple busy. of days right around 490. Was that two and a half minute tea times or what? Nine. That's insane. It's if you often wave the group yeah, through. <laughs> if you're looking for an emergency nine, you're going to have to tee off at 907, basically, is what yeah. it comes down to. It's Twice the daylight. I mean, they've never had numbers like that. I mean, yeah. you pull up to the golf course at seven o'clock. 7 30 and you can't find a parking spot i that's mean yeah. and you're waiting in line to hit the balls on the range it's pretty yeah it's, <laughs> yeah. it's not fighting for a stall pretty much well yeah. before we jump into the travelers this week and make some picks maybe let's uh let's jump into our guest and get the lay of the land with uh platform sales and let's just maybe dive right into uh brady and, and his background in golf and and how it all came to be so brady why don't you take us way way back and tell us how you got started well, I, I, I actually, you guys might appreciate this, but I started playing golf. I, I lived on the Army base uh, north of Edmonton. Um, my dad was in the Air Force. Uh, he was the, uh, 
he was a captain. He trained the, he was an athletic director, I guess. Um, and uh, we lived on the ninth hole Lancaster Park. I don't know if it's called that anymore, but um, still the same, yeah. Yeah, I used to. Uh, that's where I started. Um, I, I was pretty sure I was a junior member there. I started swinging at eight. I was a junior member there by nine, and then my um, my parents, uh, my dad became the athletic director at the Royal Military College in Kingston, and uh, I started playing at the Garrison Golf Course in Kingston. That was where I actually had my like full 18 hole play. And, um, I, I like golf, but I played other sports. I played all other sports. My dad was into everything. And so was I. And, um, uh, and it wasn't until I moved to BC that, um, uh, after I finished grade 10, I was like a 15 handicap. And by my parents dropped me off to start a summer, by the end of the summer, I was eight. And then by the end of the next summer, I was a five. And then I, in grade 12, I, I shot under par. So I was like, it just it just really ramped up but my interest for soccer and hockey and all that just sort of went behind me i'm not a very tall guy so or a big guy and um so i just sort of removed myself from those and really focused on golf and um i took my first job at uh, at the chilliwack golf and country club um it's a it's a, deer it's a place fun track yeah it's a great it's a great little course um and i had a couple great golf pros that were you know sort of helping me out with my game and then wasn't sure what I was going to do when I finished high school. And I actually played golf at Fraser Valley, which uh, the University of Fraser Valley has a pretty good team, um, which I've over the years been involved helping out uh, Coach Chris. And um, they got some pretty good pro-ams. They got Nick Taylor involved with their pro-am now, which is pretty cool. Um, and I, I won our tournament. And then at that, our tournament, the SFU golf coach was there. And he was like, hey, you want to play golf at, for our team? And, um, yeah, I went. I played, played golf at SFU for three years. And, um it was a great experience I, I that's where i started meeting people in the industry and um i got into golf sales i think it was sort of the the trip the the time when we talked when i lived in the desert things didn't really work out the way i expected that i was already working for craig mclennan who's a very reputable rep out here he was the first tailor-made rep they speak about these i don't know if they're called the original seven original eight reps like and they have a unicorn at, unicorn reps right right and <laughs> any uh, if you're into the ski business he also did sun ice so i think he did pretty well back in that time and um he sort of like took me under his wing and um i did all his tailor-made demos for while i was still at sfu and even with my winter experience in the desert which we might get into but uh so i when i got back i just sort of focused on um that sort of uh path for my career and uh he he lined me up with another friend. I worked for his agency for three years. And then in 2003, I started my own gig. And um, so far, it's it's worked out pretty good. So let's talk about platform sales. What What is platform sales? And what kind of brands do you guys broker? And what's the lay of the land with that group? Yeah, well, so I worked at Rampion Enterprises, which was a Cleveland distributor it was an OGO distributor it was the first distributor, Travis Matthew. And I became their sales manager in 2008. When I did that, I introduced um, a young rep who had worked with us um, into the golf business. His name's Chris James. He's now my my business partner. He's he's uh, seven years younger than me. He's the same age as my younger brother. So I, he's like a younger brother to me. He's, we're we're super tight. He's uh, great with people. Um, like the, the the territory, the the golf pros love him. And um, so after some time. Um, doing the sales manager thing, which was, which was a great experience at both, uh, at, uh, Rampion. And then I was at G and G for a couple of years. 
uh, had an opportunity to um, pick up a couple brands from my mentor who was resi- uh, retiring. And I talked to Chris and he was like, well, I'm picking up Click Gear. Um, we had tra- he had Travis Matthew and New Balance and, and some other brands. And he was like, hey, do you want to partner up? And he didn't have to teach me anything. Um, we, we just sort of, we combined what we were going to go out separately and do into one sort of big agency. Um, he lives in the Okanagan. So we've lessened our travel. We've lessened our expenses. And like we have, you know, the number one cart. We have uh, like my golf spy, the number one spike shoe and spikeless shoe with New Balance. Travis Matthew is a very hot brand. Um, we've introduced Theragun, which is how I, you know, met you guys. And uh, we, we just are really proud of the product that we offer to golf. And to be honest with you, um, like I love golf so much that it's, I'm very fortunate to be, you know, representing any brands and, and working in the golf business. And I know you guys are, so I'm not saying it wouldn't matter, but um, I think that having good people behind you, like, especially at, uh, I've got working with a couple friends um, with Cutter and Buck and with the head that are, uh, I traveled the road, traveled the trade shows with, and uh, um, now I work for them. And it's always good to be working with, um, yeah, visitors. Yeah, good people. I mean, it makes a huge difference in your day to day. Um, that you know you're you're doing what's right for for people that you you have a good relationship with, right? So I don't know if you know this, but we Cody actually had a Click Gear card, I believe, and we ran a contest with it. And yeah, I looked at it, checked it out. We did a whole photo shoot with the thing in the street with the horse. It was pretty crazy. And that was a nice unit. And yeah, it's crazy that they're just selling like hotcakes right now because everybody is like, yeah, I'm going to go out on the golf course and walk. But then it's nice that you and your business partner kind of realize that, hey, yeah, we can go do this in our separate worlds. But like together we offer this value that's way more expansive and reaches. And then we can support each other based on locations and we're not traveling around. And then, yeah, kind of, I'd like to know, how did you decide which brands to work for and bring that under the wing of platform sales agency? Like what's important to you when dealing with the business and making sure they get what you're trying to deliver? Well, I think there's gotta be, I can say a a pretty good two way street when you're working with anybody. Um, And you've, you've got to believe in the product too. I mean, um, with, with Travis, Matthew, I mean, that was a brand that we had sort of, most of the rep force in Canada started with at Rampion. Um, so obviously it's, it's sort of apparel that I think a lot of the guys that represent it would wear, even if it wasn't in their sort of wheelhouse. So uh, great guys down there, um, you know, from the initial beginnings, it's been a lot of the same sort of guys. And now they're, they're bought, they were bought by Callaway almost three years ago. So, but a lot of the things that you would expect to be changed, haven't changed at, at Travis Matthew, like the Callaway guys, they really have no interest in apparel. Um, it was a play, obviously, for the you know opportunity to have Travis Matthews, another brand like OGO, under their under yeah. their, their wheelhouse. But they've they've also acquired a, a outerwear company, an outdoor company called Jack Wolfskin. So there's a little bit more to their portfolio than you'd think. So back to the Travis guys, like there's the the president is still Ryan Ellis, who was there, one of the first four guys there. Um, the CEO is, uh, Travis Brasher. Um, so he was there from the beginning as well. So, um, 
you're st we're still sort of getting the same sort of goods. It's very consistent. I think Callaway obviously lends itself financially and logistically. Um, so everything's, you know, when it's supposed to come in, yeah, I'll it does, it. it's going out. Um, so yeah, we, it's like Chris and I talk about brands all the time and, um, we've, we've dropped some that we thought would work, which is too bad. And, and one thing we have done recently is sort of picked up brands that, sort of succeed in action sports because we both worked in the snowboard and skateboard world. And um, so we're doing the stance socks for Western Canada, which is like the best sock in the, in the mm -hmm. out there. And we're introducing it to golf, but golf guys don't know it yet. But I mean, they're like, how do you have a Jack Nicholas collab sock? It's like, well, you, you should look into the stance brand. It's a little bit bigger than us uh, two guys selling it to you to your golf shop. Like it's the major league baseball official sock. It's the NBA official sock. It's the Disney official. Like it's, so we we're trying to find brands that actually, you know, mix in with, um, yeah. you know, our, our product offering and try not to overdo it because we want to keep focused on, um, you know, what, what we're trying to do is, is what's your ideal number of products that you would like to offer through platform sales agency <laughs> if like That's there is question. kind of a no it's kind of like an investing portfolio ever right? like changing i'm yeah. sure right well yeah, i mean it, as long as there's um like sorry say that again products or brands you could have a oh. bunch of brands with brands. Brands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true too, right? yeah. well i mean if you were to look at our agency we have uh we have a footwear brand we have a cart brand uh we have a sock brand we have um we have a sunscreen brand um so it's there's a nice sort of mix of product. And I don't think that it's like overwhelming to a point because even when we've introduced Theragun, it's really only like four pieces of product, right? So Brady, do you kind of look at it from the perspective of, Hey, I have the opportunity to sell into my target market is golf course facilities, shops, country clubs, that kind of a style of business model. And then yeah. you go, okay, how can I get something into every channel essentially without overlapping is that sort of the play there like i want to be unique i want to have stuff that's hot but i don't want to overstep and cross over so i'm maybe getting one and not the other well primarily our our business is focused on golf um but i have I, a list of customers that buy every brand for from us i think what we offer makes it simple for the golf pro as well so they're not dealing with multiple reps um so even with cutter and buck with a different price point than travis there's no sort of conflict there uh, where sort of Travis starts and goes up, that's where Cutter sort of works all all the way down. And I think that the Annika brand, which is still very strong for us, sort of actually allows us to have a premium uh, men's brand and a premium women's brand. So um, it's not necessarily the number of brands; it's just a matter of uh, what we can handle. And as an ex-sales manager, what we can focus on and do right. You know, if we, you know, and that's why we cut some brands. Uh, we were doing electric sunglasses. It didn't really work out for us. So we, you know, we're like, we can't focus on this. We'll drop it. That sort of thing. Right. So thinking out loud here, a brand like go track social club. We, we, we talked about this earlier a little bit. Those guys kind of started something unique. What would it take for a platform sales agency to look at bringing on a brand like that? What, how does, how would that come to be? Or is that even something that you guys would entertain? Well, I, to, not to make any sort of, draw any parallels to go track and player golf, because I know the, the owner of players from Saskatchewan, but we've become friends. Um, I was the sales manager, you know, he was picking my brain, um, uh, is a great kid. And, you know, ideally he would think that we would take it on and, and we've, you know, from the beginning, we're like, I just don't think that, uh, 
we can focus on the brand enough to um, to give it the right go. And I think I think that's the problem we have two apparel lines, and I think that's enough. Um, whereas the brands that sort of surround Travis Matthew and Cutter and Buck, which are would be our big brands, uh, just fit naturally, right? Yeah, so, those are those are easy sells. Those those brands resonate with everyone across the board. So that being said. If you guys are focused mainly on golf now, what does it look like for you guys to enter into action sports? Do you want to start getting into snowboard shops, skateboard shops, surf well, shops, that kind of stuff? Is that the next move? That's a good um, good segue into Theragun as well, which I, I know we want to talk about. Um, Chris I'll and give, I, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll interrupt you. I'll give you credit because this is kind of what we talked about in the parking lot when I picked up the guns from you. So yeah, well, uh, you know, just conveniently. Um, I'm a snowboarder and so is Chris and he worked at skateboard snowboard shops and um, we actually were at Rampy and we distributed snowboard brands. Um, we did battalion snowboards. We did, we did West Beach for a while. So oh, we no have those relationships. So with that said, John Polkis, who you guys had on the show was like uh, my brother, who's the head of Canada skateboard. He's the president taking the team to the Olympics was too bad. It was supposed to happen this year, but it'll happen next year. Uh, was like i need one of these and i said to john hey my brother would love one of these units he's like no problem like you know how john is right you guys right you've been dealing yeah. with him it's been great he's like oprah man you get one you get a new car you so, get a new car <laughs> so and then he was like well you know like i know well, we used to work in this business and um we're calling we have a, our first skateboard account just opened up um last week and it's funny that the, the owner of one of the biggest shops in vancouver called the boardroom uh, props to Murray. I'm coming at you, Murray. But Shout he out. was like, we can't get this product in here because people will go to fitness shops or um, or someplace else, a physiotherapist or whatever. And having the kids at the shop ordered five units from me in the last day and a half since I approached them. As So maybe Murray might be uh, wrong on this one. I, I think that um, totally wrong. Totally when we, wrong. you know, if we want to talk about how great the Theragun product is, but like, it's not just for old out of shape guys like me. It's, it's for everybody. Right. So it's like a life optimization tool is what it is. Like, talk, yeah. talk about Ellis, Tom. Like we, we talked to him about his recovery and what he's going through and like, yeah, exactly. What, what is crazy to me actually just sitting here on the spot thinking is like we're snowboarders at heart, me and this kid. And it's nice that like we're getting all these guests on the show that have this tie to the action sports of skateboarding, snowboarding. And yeah, what I want to get into is you mentioned earlier, you got to rep something you believe. And I, I totally agree with that 100%. And I know the godfather of modern advertising, David Ogilvy, Ogilvy believes that too. So tell us about like, your personal side of the Theragun and what it just did for you and how it kind of evolved into the business relationship that you have now. Well, it's crazy because this is where Chris comes in, my partner. Um, I got a call from John and uh, fortunate that John had worked for Callaway for 30 or 31 years or whatever. Uh, the young guy that had worked for Chris um, at some trade shows, I got to know him pretty well. And he's now the Callaway rep uh, in the lower mainland on the island. He's awesome, awesome guy, Ryan Worrell, props to Ryan. Um, he actually made this happen with Theragun for, for Chris and I. Uh, he said, hey, you know, John, these are two guys that can handle this. But I, so I call Chris right away. And I'm like, man, I got this new thing. And of course, Chris has got the competitor. Like Chris is like my partner. <laughs> he's like, you know, he's a, uh, he's, he's a big sports guy like me. 
Um, he's big into, into baseball and slow pitch. We, we represent Easton um, in, in our agency as well on the, on the baseball side of things. And he was like, we got to test this out. So John sent to samples and um, it was like instant, like, and the conversations we were having with guys were like, Oh, I just bought one. Like, you know, BMAC at Fairview mountain was like, you know, I don't know if I can swear on this podcast, but he said to, to both swear. of us. Let's hear it. He's, like, fuck, he's like, fuck you guys. I just paid full retail for this uh, in January. And then, you know, we go to Capilano and Mark Thurtle has one and tells the story of how he got it. And because Mike Caraguchi, his associate had one. And Gooch. so it was a really e easy right away. And then COVID happened. Um, and everything sort of was slowed down. Like, um, yeah, it was, it was odd because Chris was at my house like March 6th to the 12th. Like he might've been there like Saturday to Thursday. We went to the last Canucks game and uh, we're, we're figuring out like our travel schedule and how we're going to handle this and our samples. Cause he lives in the Okanagan where we're having a stayed at my house. And, um, and he could see, like I was using it like a couple times a day and I got two young kids and I'm, you know, turning 47 and, and I've, I've swung the golf club a lot. So my hips are jacked and my quads are bad, my IT band, you know, like you name it. But um, it's been really beneficial to me. It's, it's more, more of the point of your, your question. But um, so we were just like, okay, we're going to run with this. So we had a sales meeting and they're like, oh, we're, we're launching brand new product. It's 60% quieter. It's, you know, LED compatible, like, you know, like, or it's uh, app compatible with Bluetooth. It's Bluetooth, this, that, yeah. and the other five speeds instead of two speeds. And we're just like, holy shit. Like, yeah. And um, so we had this big waiting period for like two months where there was interest. We already had some dealers who had product and we we're waiting for the launch, which was in May. But in Canada, it wasn't until May 23rd. So we really have only been shipping product for a month. Um, and it's just been it's just so easy for me to tell the story because I think a lot of guys that know me, like since I was, we were young, like we were teenagers, uh, how much I like to hit balls. Like I, I don't like, I don't get to play a ton. I got young, young family. So I like to keep my, my game mildly in shape, but I just really enjoy hitting balls and it does a lot of damage to your body. And um, yeah, I, this, this product has just been incredible. Like uh, learning about it um, and being able to sell it. It's just the response has been, it's been incredible. Like it's, one of my favorite things in the app is how it like, yeah, when it actually gives you feedback on how much pressure you're applying and like it, it like if you go hard at the bars spike up and then when you start, so you can kind of find that level of where it's just real good to get all the kinks out of the system. Yeah. And it's great for like, it's just everyday life. And that's the thing is that, um, I think it's endless for us right now. And we're just like, we haven't even been able to travel to Alberta to, to talk to accounts that we kind of know, but don't know. And, um, but like we, we, we have um, Alberta accounts already and uh, we've got some ambassadors in Alberta already. And obviously we have you guys uh, um, talking about the product and um, it's just, an, it's just incredible. It's, and they're just such a great company to work for already. And we've, we've only been working with them for a short period of time, but, uh, the way that John has been treating us has just been insane. And he, and, you know, he's been like, kudos to you guys. Like but we, cause we have been very successful. If I was to list off the names of courses that are buying Theragun already, you guys be like, holy shit. Like it's incredible. Like yeah. Predator Ridge, Nicholas North, Chateau, Shaughnessy, Cap, Point, you know, like Victoria Golf Club, Bear Mountain. Like it's, it doesn't matter where we are, we're, we're selling. And then go into your territory, Royal Mayfair and, 
Glendale and, and uh, uh, Dallas just, just placed an order at Cardiff. And I yeah, think, it's been, it's been I great. think it's like, uh, John's been amazing. We have another call with him tomorrow. We're pitching the uh, Theragun RV traveling across North America to help yeah. platform sales. But uh, obviously, we want to do whatever we can for you guys. And if there's any in introductions that we can open those doors for you, obviously, we're, we're more than willing to do that. Aside from Theragun being great for golf and recovery, I have two triathletes in my family. I have a mom that has bad shoulder pain. I have a sister that has lower back pain. I wake surfed all weekend and my lower body and my shoulders were dying. And I had the mini and the elite out and everybody was on those things all weekend, just raving about it. So like you said, Brady, dude, like this is a crossover product. I think every human being on the planet is a target market for the, for the Theragun. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it, it, for it to fall on our laps is we're very fortunate. Um, obviously, there's a reputation that sort of follows Chris and I that uh, made made that happen. But it really, really just sort of, you know, it was a that's the, John's approach was to talk to a couple people and one just happened to be what we, what we feel a fan of ours and a, and a friend of ours. And it like and he's a Callaway company guy with the company car and the company credit card. And he's like, these guys will do it. And um totally. It's been it's been crazy because we haven't really been traveling and um, it's been reorder. Insane. It's not just accounts opening. It's if they're I need two more. I need four of this. You know, it's, it's good, it's, man. Repeat business is deadly. It's a therapy. Yeah, and, you know what? And to and to add more to that, like people are all about their their well being and their health, and they they've been looking at it for a uh, more and more, especially in golf and fitness and that sort of thing. But like adding COVID to the mix just made it even crazier because really like how many times to people that go to, uh, you know, physiotherapy, massage therapy, chiropractors, um, you know, they're screening differently. Like you can't book, like you have, you have to book a time. Like with this, I can, I, I got a time in like You're 10 minutes go. and I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to take care of myself. Um, you know what I mean? Like it really, you can, in the day to day, like, uh, recovery is, is, something you're waiting for for a one week appointment that sort of thing it's like we're bringing that right to you um that's how in in a way we can with some people are like not offended by the price but they feel like the price is high but like drivers are the price of the pro you know the drivers are in 800 dollar range that's where our yeah. our premium um product is and then you know at 550 like people buy bushnells or or whatever at the shop so we're not an absurd price, but like if you think about a massage at 70 to hundred or, you know, or wherever more. you're at, that's only yeah. five or six visits and you and that's it. Well, you, you own the unit. Like, so there's, um, it's really like brought the product even more so to the forefront. So it's, it's been great. Yeah. I know sure. it's definitely been working for me. I've been grinding through a few, a few trips to the range here and it's been, uh, beating up the shoulder and the lower back, but I know the Theragun's been bringing me back, but we do want to dive into a little bit of your time in the desert. I know Parks is itching right <laughs> yeah. now. Yeah. Let's talk about the Corey. How did you, how did it, this was like a secret society, man. Yeah. When I heard about caddying, when I heard about going to the U.S., this is like a really hush-hush. You kind of knew one guy that knew a guy and he maybe could hook you up, but it wasn't a for sure. How did this all transpire for you? Well, for me, like uh, probably one of my best friends and um, I'll give a shout out to their uh, golf course is Sham Mountain. It's a beautiful little par three course in Chilliwack. And he 
is the superintendent. He's partners with uh, another golf pro who runs the sort of operations part. Uh, but they, the greens are probably some of the best in the Fraser Valley. Like they, they roll them a couple times a week. They run like nice. pretty close to 13 most of the time. And I'm playing with them tomorrow. They have a men's night that's close to 100 guys now because, you know, what else are you going to do, right? But anyway, so Chad uh, and I were great friends um, pre-cell phone. And uh, I went to SFU in 94. Um, he went to the desert. And uh, my, you know, I was fortunate my mom would send me down to the desert for, you know, in between exams in December and the, the real part of the golf season starting in January. So I'd go spend like almost two weeks with those guys and just hang out, have some beers, play golf. And they had all the ins and outs of the range and stuff like that. And um, anyway, my, my eligibility ended and um, I was like, man, I, like I wasn't really feeling school and I wasn't, well, you know, school was was challenging for me, the school part, everything else was great. Like the social part, the, the golf <laughs> team and all that was, was awesome. I was really Student good. Student part was the hard part. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the studying part. Yeah. So I decided to, um, to pick up and, and go down the desert. And that was in uh, January of 98. And um, we, I, I live with uh, three other guys. Uh, one is the GM at Sandpiper golf course. And one is Sonny Jagger, who his parents own the, um, the course in Sycamus there. And, um, and then Chad. And so they, they had an extra bed and there, and there was it's two bedroom with two twin beds or two single beds in each room. But it was the rent was cheap and and caddying was where it was at. And, and um, anyway, we I started going and getting a regular routine. And yeah, unfortunately, we got uh, picked up by uh, INS and uh, and we were given a voluntary deportation. So yeah, I actually spent 10 days in a deportation um, holding center. And it was like you know, yeah, well, a little scary. It was pretty scary. Like it was, I was like Ted. My my other roommate was in with me, was super sick, and they were giving like aspirin, and there was like Mexican gangbangers and like all these guys, and they're like, "Well, what are you in here for?" And we're like, "We're in for caddying." Like, <laughs> but, <laughs> we're like Canadian. because it was like a uh, an INS holding center, like they would pick up guys from like San Quentin and all these different like you know uh, prisons and. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was some interesting, you know, like we'd see busloads of like people that had run the border that would just get processed and then taken back the border. It was, it was a crazy experience, but like, cause that know, was, I mean, was that Mexicali or holding center? That was El Centro. El Centro. Okay. So, so you, minutes from the border. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Like <laughs> that's yeah, crazy. Funny. you guys, that's crazy. you guys are actually a legendary story down yeah. there. Everybody talks about ice picking you guys up. So. Talk about the, the the time you did spend at the queue and what kind of a place that was and just your experience with golf down there in general. Well, I, it's a beautiful place, the desert period. Um, the quarry is a, is a special course, and there was we had lots of stories of, uh, you know, John Daly and just different guys who come Stewart. up. And, yeah. <clears throat> right? Um, so, uh, yeah, it was, it, was a, it was a good opportunity for us to just get out early, uh, be done by noon, and have a chance to play golf in the afternoon. And that's all we want to do is golf. And we had hookups at Mission Hill for range. And, you know, everything was like, or Indio golf under the, under the lights. And uh, I wish it just would have worked out a little bit better for me. Cause I ended up only being down there for, you know, including the 10 days, like maybe a month because I, oh, I had shit. to, I had to leave the, um, I had to leave the, the country. Right. I had a voluntary deportation and I proved to them I had a job and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, I, I was only there for, for a month. So, um, which is too bad, but I, you know, I, I really enjoyed, I still go down the desert. Um, 
my wife is a designer. So she, the, the, it's a Mecca for design, the desert. So it's, it's odd to have someone who doesn't golf that loves going down to Palm Springs. So, so we do that on a, on a, on a regular basis. And, uh, we get to laugh and, and tell the story about <laughs> like, <laughs> we actually, I, I scooped. You're like, that's where, uh, that's where it all happened. We were running up that hill over yeah, there. We ran that hill. Yeah. See that cactus. I tried to hide. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. Where did that like affect you going back to the States for a while? Yeah. I had like a five year probation where they could actually tell me, no, you can't go this time. And so that was sort of concerning because it was in 98 and I'd started working for, the sales agency in 2000 um, with my my second sort of mentor, Rick Suter, and um, his brother, Bob, is a rep in uh, Alberta, if you guys know Bob Suter. But, so I worked for Rick, a uh, legend in, in BC as well. So I, I was very fortunate to work for just two absolute legends in the in the sales business, right, with Craig and and then with Rick. And we did Heli Hansen. Like, uh, it was a, that was an odd uh, mix for me because – um, I snowboarded, and that's why he sort of hired me, but I golfed, and we did Heli Hansen and Mizuno, but Heli was like, we would tell people, no, you can't buy it, like, it, as a sales kid, like, he was like, well, sorry, we've already got a dealer in town, and you can't buy it from us, instead of, like, my experience a few years later, when I had, you know, brands that maybe people didn't want, and you're just trying to hustle, and they're saying, no, we don't want your brand, so uh, definitely uh, a, an interesting experience, so anyhow, I was nervous the first few years when I worked for Rick that, uh, you know, I might get stopped because of the big ski shows in Vegas and, you know, our, our head office for North America was in Seattle. And Never an issue though, if you fly, never. but if you're driving, it was, there are always assholes at the, at the border crossing. Yeah. Whatever. yeah I, I, my I, experience. I was lucky. I never had an issue. Um, and it's just a story now, right? So I could probably write a book about it. But, um, <laughs> you can write a book about, funny, like, you can write a book about knowing Sonny. That's for sure. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to quickly segue into some golf talk again, Brady, if you don't mind. We're going to dip into some chats about the Travelers. We're going up to Connecticut, TPC River Highlands. Fan favorite, really, among the tour. Every guy that we talk to, whether it be player or caddy, seems to love the golf course. So, huge field. Will be a lot more interesting than previous years when guys usually play that on an off field. And yeah. They don't need to worry about too many of the big guys coming in, but we're going to jump into our picks as usual. Um, I'm not sure who's ready first, but uh, Brady, we're... I can go. Okay, Parks, maybe, go maybe ahead. We'll let, maybe we'll let our guests go first. Brady, you got four picks for this week. Picks are brought to you by BetDSI. Go to the BetDSI website. Oh, he's really four Jack for your play. Four guys, man. You want? Okay, you know what? I'll start it off. We'll 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 take it easy on the guests. I'll start it off. And I got to say, before anybody throws any picks out there, pays. Am I feeling a Sungjae pick this week? I was just looking at him, to be honest with you. Are you looking at him? Okay. Tempting yeah. him I'm going to go. Sure. Uh, I'm going to go honest Abe. I got to take Abe answer. I mean, he's coming off a really hot finish. I think Dale bought a carton of darts when they left uh, South Carolina. So he's good to go this week. He's going to be there for Abe. So I think uh, that's going to be a steady pick. He picked up eight hash go- browns and large Coke for breakfast as well. Did you see that? <laughs> I, I was shooting him a bunch of shit on Instagram, but he didn't answer any one of my questions. Asshole. That's because he's been a busy boy, man. We've gotten a lot of hits on the old Dale Valelli podcast in the last two days. He's directing some traffic. Yeah. People want to know who that man is. He's a beauty. You know what? We got to get Devin on the podcast too to talk about Dale. Anyway, Abe answer. That's my first pick. I'm going to go with Daniel Berger. I do not like Daniel Berger at all. Somebody needs to punch Daniel <laughs> Berger in the watch face. watch that move. 
Brady on page with that or what? Yeah. I actually don't um, mind Daniel Berger just to be the devil's advocate. Like, he's a fierce competitor, but his, feel how his, you feel, whatever. His, his babe is is unbelievably gorgeous, too, by the way. Check out his Instagram. Um, I'm going to go with Berger because, obviously, he's playing hot. He had a chance last week again. It would have been nice to see him go back-to-back. Um, I'm going to go Sergio. Sergio had his first top five in like six years or 15 years or something like that. So. On the PGA Tour. He did win oh. last year on the European Tour. There you go. Uh, and I'm going I'm going to take our Theragun guy, Colin Morikawa, just because uh, mm. we got John on the on the call tomorrow, and I, I don't want to let him down by saying I didn't pick Colin. So those are my four picks. Okay. Who's next? Nice? I like it. Um, are you ready, Tom? I feel like I either should have went first or last based on the <laughs> point totals. Like. I'll go last. I'll go last. Yeah, I'll, you you yeah. can have a little view here. Let I'll me... jump in there. Uh, I'm going to go a lot of big boys this week. Let's go. I started off with DJ. Uh, I think he Ooh. had a decent weekend. He was feeling it on Saturday, Sunday. Uh, I'm going to go Brooks because I mean, he just looked unstoppable for a time there. I thought he was actually going to take the lead. I'm going to go back to Sung Jae. <laughs> oh, and the last. You know. But you know, certainly not least. I'm feeling D shampoo. No, no. Whoa, whoa, whoa. No, I'm not doing that. Oh, good. I'm actually going to go with a previous winner here. And this is a long shot pick. This could easily be a miscut. Oh, He's going Chase? with the Chez. <laughs> the Chez. Chez Reeve. <laughs> All right, Brady. So you're going to be taking Cody's picks this week. I think you'll appreciate your input on this because normally Cody's picks are insane. So, shout out to Zach Sucher, friend of the show. Had him on. I hope he. I hope he does a little. Uh, does a little damage this week and comes I, back for I don't a know w. If he's in the field. I hope he caught a megalodon tooth. Is what I'm really hoping because he <laughs> you was see that? decked That's out. That's hilarious. He's out fishing for sharks again. All right, Brady, you're up, man. Let's okay. do this. All right. Well, I I think he might be the favorite, but I and I don't mind. But I I heard uh, some big names go out already. But um, I'm gonna pick JT. Uh, I think right. that uh, he's right there um, right now. You know what I mean? He's yeah. Um, he's firing. Fierce he's yeah. He's a nice player. Like, um, I you you kind of took my pick with Markow. I he's he's had a couple good weeks coming back, and obviously a it'd be nice. It was, man, it was, he was close. Like he had a couple, couple burnt edges, uh, two weeks ago to, to win. Right. So for number, um, for number dose, that would have been a good one for sure. Yeah. He's a stud man. Won't be yeah. long. Um, I actually like Keegan Bradley, not to be a company guy, but it's almost <laughs> like a home home game for him. So that would be my sort of like, you know, sleep out pick. there pick, I guess, but it's not that out there considering he's from the area. Oh. Um, and then I like Rory. Mm. Who doesn't? Exactly. Yeah, he's always a good bet. He normally is on my list, actually, but today he is not. Um. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, Brady, you picked one of my picks. I'm liking JT this week. I heard an interview with him saying, hey, if the putter was hot and dropping, he would have been minus 30 this week. So I like that confidence in his ball striking that he's got going on right now. Uh, my second pick of the day is going to be Scott Pay the man, pay your rent, Stallings, nice. right? Nice. Friend of the show. Coming off a nice week. Coming off a nice week. Just want to see him carry that over. And then, uh, yeah, my third pick of the week is going to be Bryson the Beast DeChambeau. 
the shampoo. Just want right. to see him mashing it. And then I'm going to take a little C-Pay's inspiration here on my final pick. I see him looking over there at my cell phone. And, <laughs> well, it's Mark Leishman is who I'm going to be going with. Oh, the yeah. leash. The leash master. I think that's nice. a great pick. I like that. Yeah. I've been paying attention. Chris, he always, he's got two, Brady, just so you know. Sung J.M. Leishman. He's probably got more, but... I've heard him saying those names a lot, and I, I keep watching the leaderboard, and those guys are they're always in it. Climbing. Easy picks. Like easy picks. I mean, come on. you got to go with those guys out there. But once again, those picks are brought to you by BetDSI. Head on over to BetDSI.com and use the promo code for Jack 100 to get your bonus play. Yeah, boys, I think that'll be a fun weekend out of Connecticut at the Travelers. Um, it just, again... It seems like everybody seems to love that golf course, TPC River Highlands. It's not long. It's only tipping out at like six, just under 6,900. So it's going to be low. Another week, if the weather holds up, it's going to be an absolute smoke show out there. It's yeah, gonna a lot of, a, lot it's of gonna be a festival for yeah, sure. Exactly. Uh, but once again, before we leave, Brady, we can't thank you enough for your time jumping on with us. That was an absolute pleasure to have a nice little chat with you. And we're going to, we'll be out there yeah, soon your way in a few weeks here. We'll have to, Try and catch up, maybe play some golf or go for a beer. Yeah, I think that's right there. That's in the works. I think, yeah, we never talked about Fraser, but shout out to Fraser on the BGT. Um, but yeah, I know if we can put that together, I'm in town. So it cool. would be nice to uh, see you guys, see your game in action, that sort of thing. So, yeah. how do our listeners find platform sales? Uh, yeah, we have a website, www.platformsales.ca. Um, all our contact info is there, some information about our brands and know who we are so yeah yeah thanks for giving me the time to uh to talk about what we do and about the products we represent especially theragun and i you know i appreciate this relationship with, so far with uh with theragun and john and you guys it's been great so awesome absolutely awesome. brady i appreciate it enjoyed learning more about you the brands listening to your takes on the golf game of the pga tour right now and it was yeah a treat awesome thanks guys awesome thank you so much and We'll chat with uh, everybody next week. See you guys. Hello, 4Jack Podcast fam. It's your boy, Active Nation, and thank you for listening to the 4Jack Podcast. It would mean the absolute world to us if you could go hit that subscribe button and leave us a lovely five-star review on the Apple Podcast app. You know what? Because that would really make our day. Thank you, and let's keep on golfing, baby. I kind of like that last one. Okay. Then we're good. Got it.